Welcome to the Ask Philip podcast. Today's episode is brought to you by Axis Financial. Today, along with John Thurman of Axis Financial, Philip talks about why wealthy families use other people's money to invest and how to use the banking system instead of the system using you. Philip Washington Jr. is a registered investment advisor. Information presented is for educational purposes only and does not intend to make an offer or solicitation for the sale or purchase of any specific securities, investments, or investment strategies. Investments involve risk and, unless otherwise stated, are not guaranteed. Be sure to first consult with a qualified financial advisor and or tax professional before implementing any strategy discussed herein. Past performance is not indicative of future performance. And now... Here's Philip. All right, we are back with another episode of Wealth Building Made Simple with John Thurman. We're talking about insurance today. What's going on, John? How's it going, Philip? Good, good. And specifically, we're talking about becoming your own bank, which is a concept that apparently is spreading via TikTok. It's amazing what social media can do with, <laughs> with ideas and, right. uh, and money. So when we go into it, let's, let's kind of give some background, and, and I'll, I'll kind of tee it up for becoming your own bank. It's it's very similar. I have clients that, you know, they'll pledge their investment brokerage account, not IRA, just a regular vanilla individual or joint uh, brokerage account. They'll pledge it as as collateral for uh, for for loans, whether they're investing in real estate or, or their business. And, and and the way it works, if you if you really understand capitalism, it's it's efficiently using capital, right? So banks make a lot of money. When they don't own any assets, they don't even own the original money they lend out. It's, it's customers' money, but they make tons of money by by understanding how how banking works. And so, for example, if my client has a brokerage account and they expect that brokerage account over, let's say, a ten year period to earn on average ten percent a year, they could say, "Okay, I can take a hundred grand out of my brokerage account and I can invest it in this real estate deal that I expect to earn." let's say 20% uh, a year, right? They would only take it out if they think they're going to earn maybe a better return over time or get right. some other some other thing that's better. So they would say, all right, I'm going to um, I'm gonna do that. And my options take take out my 100 grand and invest it in a deal. Or I can go to the bank and say, hey, bank, if you give me 100 grand, you know, for less than what I expect to earn. So let's say they lend the money to you at 5%, then you might say, well, cool. I'm going to keep my money over here earning 10. I'm going to borrow and pay them five, which means if you subtract what I'm going to earn from what I got to pay them, it's 5%. So I, I still earn five by using the bank's money. Plus I earn whatever I'm going to earn by investing my money in a deal. Right. And that's, right. that's pretty normal for investment deals. A lot of folks don't realize they're able to do that uh, with life insurance as well, which is what you're going to go over and kind of go into how folks can do that with life insurance. Yeah. So, you know, obviously, if you've got term, traditional term insurance, um, you, you can't pull any money out of it. Term is the most cost effective, you know, way to get the most coverage. Term is great. It serves a purpose. Um, but in, in this uh, part of the, uh, you know, concept, as far as, you know, banking on yourself or taking loans out, a permanent policy, whether that's a whole life policy or an IUL, is uh, a great vehicle for essentially overfunding the policy. So, what you do is you wanna you wanna run the policy or at, uh, from the life insurance side we run it um, for what's called uh, maximum 
non-MEC so that it's not a modified endowment contract and it's um, it's still tax favorable. And you essentially try to keep the death benefit as low as possible, but you're seeing what the max amount of money you can put into the policy to overfund it. And so it's a little bit different than just trying to buy a permanent life insurance policy that has the most death benefit for the least amount of money. And so what happens is, is that extra cash value, the extra, I'm sorry, the extra premium that you're paying into it helps your cash value accumulate much faster. And it allows this pool of money that you can borrow from. Um, and, and essentially you're taking a loan from yourself. You're, you're the bank. Um, now, you know, and then, and then using it for the, the purposes like you're saying. So for example, if you wanted to use it to take out a loan from yourself and you wanted to put that into real estate or you want to use it to start a business, you know, you can. Um, and, and ideally, you know, that whatever you're putting it into is going to earn you a higher interest rate or a higher return on your money than the smaller percentage that it takes to take that loan out. And let me clarify, because I know I used to get this question when I sold life insurance. People would say, wait, how do I borrow from myself? And I would tell them, well, technically you're borrowing from the insurance company, but it's not like a it's not a loan application process. They're gonna they're gonna give you the money, you know, up to a certain percentage of your of your death benefit is standard in the contract. As, as I understand it, and you can correct me, but it's, it's the same as like getting collateral, you know, against your deal. It's your cash value is there, but you're like, hey, I don't want to take out my cash value because that's gonna mess up the policy. So I'm gonna borrow from uh, from the insurance company and pay, you know, and pay back my own policy, right? Right. And the key there is that, you know, you, you, you wouldn't be able to start a policy, you know, with a X number, let's say, you know, a thousand dollars a month or whatever the death minute, whatever the premium amount is. And you can't go and take a, you know, half a million dollar loan out as soon as you start the policy, you know, there's gotta be <laughs> enough cash value in it for it to, for you to even take the value out of it. Now in your case, and I'm curious because a lot of times I talk to financial planners that, they discourage this type of policy, and I and I know from the industry side that they're just discouraging this type of policy because it takes away from their assets under management. I mean, do you you still believe in the idea, regardless of it, necess- not you know not necessarily being the best for you and your bottom line? Yeah, I think I think I'm in a unique situation where you know I used to sell life insurance, and so I understand it well, and I sold uh, those policies, and I and I even when I sold insurance, I tried to always do my best to, you know, do for my clients what I would do if I knew what I knew in their situation. And so I've, I've always tried to operate by that principle. So even as a investment advisor, most investment advisors don't understand how insurance works. I mean, they, they tell their clients they do, but like, <laughs> you know, they have zero clue how right. this works. And so, and so since there's a bunch of insurance agents that are out there, just they don't know what they're doing from a invest. You know, they don't. They're just all they know how to do is sell life insurance. A, a lot of them, just like all of investment advisors know how to do how to do is sell, you know do investments. Right. It's kind of like they they um, they discount the value of it because they don't understand it. But for me, it's more like, hey, I want my clients to have a complete financial plan. And, and just for me, just practically, it's kind of like I know clients are going to always carry cash on the balance sheet, and so you know, there's no better, if you're thinking about cash as a uh, a non-volatile asset, right? Something that doesn't move up and down a lot. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, the, you know, the best long-term form of cash, because we're, because you're always going to have cash on your balance sheet, right? And what I've, and what I've noticed is the older my clients get, 
the, the more cash they have on their balance sheet, A, because they make more money, B, because they become more risk averse. And then C, especially if my clients start doing stuff like real estate or businesses, cash is super important for, 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 for opportunities. The problem is if you have it like all in cash, cash it doesn't pay you anything. But if you can, if you can with foresight, say five years from now, I'm going to need cash, 10 years from now, I'm going to need more cash then you can start accumulating some of your cash inside of a life insurance policy where instead of getting paid like 0.1%, you know, you're getting paid three, four, five percent tax-free with, you know, death benefit uh, and the ability to withdraw cash tax-free, use it as your own bank and all the other kind of stuff. So for me, it just, you know, uh, uh, you know, again, like, like we were saying, 99% of investment bonds can't even articulate that. Right. <laughs> Probably. Right. Most insurance agents can't articulate it like that to be to be real. Um, but for me, like it just yeah, it makes sense. Like I want my clients to be good overall. So the better they are, the better they are good overall, the better wealth they're gonna build over time, and then everybody wins. Right, right. Well, it's true. You know, and what we try to remind a lot of our clients is that you know it's it's the only self-completing plan. And so what I mean by that is that you have this benefit that you can draw money out of it. You can, you, you get, you're going to get the money back as a tax-free distribution or return. The death benefit is tax-free. Um, and then it's the only plan that if you've only put into it for six months or a year is going to have this huge payout. If you were to, to, to pass away, the reality is, is everyone's going to, or should, especially higher net worth individuals are going to have life insurance in place. And so, Structuring it this way allows that you can use it as a, a way to to draw money from, but you can also um, it also serves a purpose of of being life insurance. And so a lot of times people just have life insurance, so they're already incurring that cost anyway. And then this just combines the two, so that you're able to, I guess, kind of kill two birds with one stone. And it is self-completing. Absolutely, and I'm probably also biased too because I was putting away quite a bit of money into life insurance before I started Stonehill Wealth Management, and you know, this, I, I wouldn't have had the money to start this company had I not had all the money in those policies that I put in there over the years. So smart. Yeah, I see it. It mm. definitely was a, a great return on investment net net over the long term. Right. Well, cool, man. Well, thanks for explaining that. Let everybody know where they can, how they can reach you if they have uh, more information uh, or wanted more information on this concept or want to see a sample policy. Yeah. My email is just my first name, J-O-N at axisfin.com a-x-i-s-f-i-n.com the office line is 817-618-3369 all right man we appreciate you uh enjoy your week thanks Bill. if you are interested in having a review of your portfolio or to see how far on track you are with your retirement goals philip offers complimentary consults through his company stonehill wealth management for more information log on to stonehillwealthmanagement.com forward slash talk. That's stonehillwealthmanagement.com forward slash talk. Philip Washington Jr. is a registered investment advisor. Information presented is for educational purposes only and does not intend to make an offer or solicitation for the sale or purchase of any specific securities, investments, or investment strategies. Investments involve risk and, unless otherwise stated, are not guaranteed. Be sure to first consult with a qualified financial advisor and or tax professional before implementing any strategy discussed herein. Past performance is not indicative of future performance.